everyone, and welcome to Roll and Move, the internet's podcast where we take a look at some of the oddest, weirdest, and some of the worst games that have been produced or have seen the uh, light of day. And we take a look at those games, examine them, break them down for you guys, and give you a little bit of introspection into why is this here? What are we looking for? <laughs> what is life? I am one of your hosts and one of the creators of Rough Draft Games, Thomas Schungerberg, and with me here, as always, well, hopefully as always. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm Garrett Lively. I'm Team Edward. And I'm Jeff Lee. I'm Team Dracula. Wrong franchise, dude. And you should have been Team Jacob. But I guess... Yeah, you know, it doesn't really matter when you're playing this game, which we will uh, we will tell you guys why. <laughs> so you're probably asking yourself, why another podcast? Isn't the market saturated? Why should you <laughs> yes. listen to us? Well, I wish I had a better reason than we do. But the truth is, is that Garrett, Jeff, and I, we're, we've, been, we've been friends for a very long time. <laughs> and our love of miserable media, truly bad, uh, bad keeps movies, us together, you'd bad say. video games... We like to suffer mutually, mm -hmm. and we thought that we would want to share our suffering with the world, but maybe in a little bit more of a structured way, and we wanted to create something for uh, for all those people out there who are like us, who love learning more about bad games. So with this podcast, with That's Roll right. and Move, we want to take a look at some of the worst games that have ever seen the light of day. We <laughs> want to take a look at why those games were made, and more importantly, why are they bad? What is it about the mechanics or the theming, or what is it about them that makes them so unbearable and treated so poorly on Board Game Geek, and that's gonna that's gonna make us. We're gonna be examining everything about these games. We're gonna look at the history. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we're gonna look at what the reason was for the game to being created in the first place, like mm -hmm. if it was based off of a, yeah. uh, a a license or something like that. And we're also gonna be taking a look at some of the uh, other opinions from other gamers like us who are uh, who are online <laughs> who occasionally leave their reviews on eBay or Amazon or Board Game Geek and so we're going to nice we're going to try and get a little communal action here and so uh <laughs> we're just glad that you guys are along for the ride. Absolutely. And I think it's important to note there's a ton of there's a ton of review podcasts out there you know, in the mm -hmm. board game industry. We're the ones willing to look at the games that nobody else has reviewed yet. These, that's right. A lot of times, we, we even have They get the easy a, ones. They get all the fun games that everyone right. has talked about that, and everyone right. gets to see. We get to dive into the dumpsters. We get to that's dive right. into all the Goodwills. And yeah. what, what, what you'll notice books. is the half price books. Um, all those you'll are going to be hearing them a lot on this podcast. Yeah. So we're going to be diving into the dumpsters, going through all the used syringes, all that good stuff. <laughs> We're willing to tread on broken glass where other reviewers are afraid to go. So, what's the first game we're looking at here? Uh, today, we will be looking at Twilight New Moon. Let me start over. This has a very long title. You, you better get every article in this description. Get it right. The Twilight Saga New Moon, the movie board game. It Ooh. is a mouthful, and don't you forget it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a very don't specific... You this is a very specific entry into this series as you can get every edition of the Twilight Saga and combine it into one mega board game. So yeah. we, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. You poor souls. What better place to start than the middle, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the second in the That's, what, That's what I had available to me. I, I, I hopped on over. To I'm a big a... fan of donut holes. You know, I'm not, I'm not a big donut guy. I'm more of a donut hole guy. So Are you, are you one of those guys, better. Jeff, that you got a sandwich in front of you and just start eating the roast yeah, beef? Yeah, I just eat tomatoes. the middle. 
I just eat the middle. I get a jelly donut. I just suck out the jelly. Hey, hey, we we gave him we gave him a chance to work out other other kinks in the first edition of this game, and uh, we're picking it up. We we gave him a nice mulligan for the first one, and we're yeah. uh, we're, we're reviewing part two. So here we go. So the people behind this game are Cardinal Games. Now, the thing to know about Cardinal Games is they have pub- they're still active today. They've mm-hmm. been active for over Quite some time. twenty yeah. years. Yeah, they are. They're moving, and the thing that keeps this company going specifically is a lot of their heavily licensed games. So if you go to their website, you will see a lot of games that are that are from that are related to Marvel, that are related to I think the Jurassic Park, Jurassic, Jurassic World, Park yeah. series, Jumanji. Jumanji, a lot of stuff that's based around movies or other licensed uh, licensed properties. Mm-hmm. And so this would be a company that you go to if you are producing a movie or another sort of intellectual property that you have and you want to create a game game that you can then sell ancillary to that, then this is the company for you. Now, most of their games aren't too unique. (laughs) Uh, I mean, or the family feud uh, board game is just going to be playing family feud, but on cards, that's right. You, you you have a a bunch of puzzles that they produce that are licensed. They've got some reskins of memory, ton of reskins overall. Yeah. You're, you're going to see, I imagine in this in this uh, series, you're going to see a lot of reskins, which are sort of basic games, but just you slap a license on it. You know, it's <laughs> like it's like one of those old carnival rides that they might you might see in Disneyland. You're like, oh, that looks like a tilt a whirl, but you know, you put Mike from Monsters Inc. on it, and now it is the uh, the Monsters Inc. Uh, dream tumbler. That's, That's all. Right. It is. Mike's world. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nicely done, sir. But yeah, that's that's pretty much what this company does. So this game is, you know, it's the, the license is clearly it's going to be New Moon. This is a trivia based game, so they are specifically targeting the audience that is really into, uh, you know, bad vampire movies. Yep, the Twilight so, fan uh, base. Yeah, I mean, it is it is a very excited, if you know what I mean, fan base. For those, uh, for those characters, <laughs> so they are they're rabid. They're willing to consume pretty much anything. But that's true, they, and they really play on that. So on the back of this box, uh, it, it's it's appealing to the people that are all you know they're all Team Jacob, Team Team Edward. So I'm just gonna read the back of the box. It says, "Enter into the world of the Twilight Saga: New Moon." Oh, enticing! It's your turn to choose sides: vampire or werewolf. As you travel the game board, you will encounter friends and foes and collect movie scene cards. The more you know about the Twilight Saga New Moon and your friends, the better your chance of winning. Oh, okay. Ooh, so we got enticing. a nice mix of action here. A little, a little character choices that you're going to have to make. You know, drew me alliances. in there, Garrett. That drew me in. Now I want to play the game. That's right. That's right. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about playing the game. To quote a horribly underquoted line from an old thriller movie. <laughs> What's in the box? What's right. in the box? Cardinal, I think we're going to come to find out, likes tin boxes. So let me just uh, oh, get this nice tin a solid box. solid yeah. wobble. Yeah, it's like oh a... God. Any Danish cookies in there? It's like a cookie tin almost, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, no, there are no treats in this box. Would you have been, uh, would you have been happier if you, you opened it and there's just Danish cookies in there? Ooh. Yeah. I think I think at the you know the initial release, yes, I would have been happier with a cookie as opposed to this board game. But <laughs> I definitely don't think my review of said cookie would be quite as entertaining. So you know, long term, short term kind of deal. Uh, so open up the box. You got a nice half sheet of thin paper with just some black and white text uh, describing the rules, if you will, a rule book. Sounds if you will. simple. Sounds nice. Mm-hmm. Dig down deeper. I got a nice board. 
All right. Uh, open it up. It's in a figure eight, and it's just got different stills from the movie. Just some different pictures uh, depicting. Figure eight, huh? Signifying, well, eternity. Nothing. My <laughs> eternal love and devotion to Edward. That's what it's about. That's right. I've got three different decks of cards in here. Uh, I've got some cards that are labeled as scenes. I have the main deck, which is all your trivia and your challenges. And then I've got a deck of cards that say either Bella or Edward, which you have to collect. And then finally, I have eight player pawns, which are just these cheap little pieces of plastic that I can... I'm, I'm, I don't know if you could hear that, but I just break snapped it. it. I just snapped it in half, actually. Oh, um, whoops. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say all of that is... In was a that nice Edward little... or was that Jacob? That was uh, Maroon. Oh, so. <laughs> color, <laughs> not character, color. Uh, and then all of that is in a nice little. Cardinal's really good about this. They have a nice little insert inside the box to hold all your all your pieces. One thing they know, do, right? You know, yeah, you know exactly where everything goes. And then mm-hmm. finally, I have a nice notepad to write down all my secret answers on during the challenges. So, ten yeah. board game boxes were like a thing. You know, it was like an era. Oh yeah. I don't. I don't. I think I actually have one game that I actually like that is in, tin, in a tin case, and that's Forbidden Island. Oh yeah. So that's true. Yeah, yeah that yeah. and Forbidden Desert are both in tin. Yeah. And uh, high quality, high class. I, I have a feeling we're going to be seeing more here on the podcast. Oh yeah. All right. So how's this game played, Garrett? We know we know what the game comes with, mm-hmm. but uh, how do these rules work? You were when when we played this thing, you were pretty much in charge because we play all of our games through the power of the internet. That's right. That's right. That's right. I, I just set up my webcam, pointed at the board, and most of these games are simplistic enough that I can, as the name of the podcast uh, reveals, I roll a die and I move a character that many spots, and then you just follow whatever instructions the card says. This game's no different. Uh, the twist on it is every card contains either a piece of trivia or a quote-unquote challenge. Ooh, that's right. Challenge. So the object like of the that. game is to collect scene eight to collect scene eight how do you do that you ask well you click scenes one through seven how do you collect scenes one through seven you travel to those scenes individually and you complete either a trivia question or a challenge within that realm on the board the twist is you can do it all out of order you can go to scene seven first you can go to scene three first you can go to scene two first that's how i watch all my movies i kind of just start somewhere in the middle that's right i watch like five minutes and then i'll rewind or fast forward you're like, Depending oh, why is this I'm guy feeling dying? that day. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and, and I, I love that you can just, it, it says, you know, the worst part about board games is is this thing that we hear roll and move called dice based purgatory and ah, that's yes. that's where you get to a spot on the board and you have to roll the exact right number to get in the twilight saga new moon the movie board game said away with that and i am so thrilled for it you do not need to roll an exact number to get anywhere you can choose if you want to go forward on the board backward on the board you know a lot of movement write. flexibility mm-hmm. i love it you, yeah that's right some strategy you can turn in a scene card to move to a portal which is you know maybe three or four spaces away Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so they did away with that mechanic. So I am super thrilled about that. But yeah, not in love with the fact that you can go to whatever scene you want first and just basically, in 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 board game terms, play out the movie in, in whatever order you choose. You don't like nonlinear play? I don't mind nonlinear play, but I think just in trying, this context, I, I think if you're trying to recreate the movie, I don't I don't necessarily mm-hmm. think that it makes sense. But Anyways, we'll, we'll not come thematically, back. but mm-hmm. I think I think those teleporters are really important, and we'll probably get into this a little bit later on. For because <laughs> as you play the game, and you can you you might be collecting a lot of scene twos. You'll need them. 
You'll need those right. teleporters. So you can discard um, those in order to teleport, but uh, anything and, else, Gary? And if you'll remember on the back of the box, it said it's time for you to choose werewolf or vampire. Mm-hmm. I feel like they kind of forgot about that when they made this game. So they tacked <laughs> it on at the end, and they say at the beginning, you can either choose to start on the werewolf symbol or the vampire symbol. Yeah, but then I get to play as like I get know, a special power, bad right? werewolf, right? I don't Gary? get like character cards or... That's a big nope. You just uh, you start there, and then you move out of it, and then that that was your choice for the game. You oh, started, so it was inconsequential. St- what I like about your theory, Garrett, is that they came up with the box <laughs> yeah, before yeah. they wrote the game. Before they made the marketing game. was fast. Marketing That's how was they like, do this. yeah. I think marketing did their job here. They like got you to buy the game and open the box, and they marketing they- marketing said, "Hey, we've got this game ready to roll. We already made the box. Here's the." Here's the amount of cards you can use. Go. We need you to uh, insert something in the box. And as a company who's working on our own board game, (laughs) All Rise, that's something that (laughs) we've taken to heart. We already got the box ready to go. Do we got rules? No. (laughs) Do we got come up with all that later? That stuff doesn't matter. As long as we get it in the box, it'll be good to go. If people buy the game, we've already won, right? (laughs) We just have to sell the box. Guys, I'm I'm worried about our tar- target demographic, though. I'm not sure we quite have the same audience that uh, Twilight had captured, but we'll, right. we'll, we'll come to that come to that later. I'm sure we'll cross that bridge. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for for our playthrough, um, I believe I was on the uh, vampire side, which yeah. meant that I start on the left side of the board. <laughs> and Jeff, were you, were you were werewolf, right? Yeah, I think we wanted to switch it up and see see because when we chose, we were wondering what what the right. difference would be, and That's all right. it was, we started different spots. So, yep. uh, Jeff Jeff was were, werewolf. Uh, Thomas and I were vampire. So mm-hmm. we started over by scene six, I want to say, and and Jeff mm-hmm. started over by scene one. And you so. might be thinking that because Garrett and I are both vampire, that that means that we're going to be on a team. No. Nope. <laughs> nope. That's a big nope. That's nothing to do with it at all. Well, well, maybe since we're on the same side of the board, we were competing for different scenes, right? But there's an unlimited amount of Do you think I know other vampires just because I'm a vampire? <laughs> Excuse you? This is, oh, uh, bad now. <laughs> just because I'm a vampire doesn't mean I know all vampires. That's quite the assumption. Uh, I know. Assumption. So, so, Garrett, mm-hmm. how do we collect these scene cards? So, let's say that I make a roll. Mm-hmm. I, I land on a spot. I'm able go. to draw a card. Mm-hmm. Let's give let's give our audience here a couple of examples of what's written on these cards if they sure. were hoping to play this game and collect those cards. Sure. So we struggled a bit. So basically, you roll onto a space. You look at the color of a, a I don't know, a cross symbol. Somebody, will, I'm sure, in the Twilight community will correct it's me and say that's Christian. I don't um, like that. It's a very specific emblem. If it's white, you complete the challenge on the card. If it's red, you complete the trivia question on the card. If you mm-hmm. successfully complete the challenge, you collect the scene that you're in on the board. If you successfully answer the trivia question, you collect the scene that you're in. Once you collect all seven, you move into scene eight. And then in scene eight, there's a nice twist. You have to complete both the challenge and the trivia question on the card Ooh. in order to finally win the game. A little bit of a difficulty curve. Oof. I don't, I don't know right. if I can climb so, that slope. So I, I, I what I think... Probably they intended was for the challenges to be the more difficult uh, way to collect scenes in this game. That was not the case for the Rough Draft Boys games. I'm sorry to say we, <laughs> we were a little bit better on the challenges. We, we were like, 
Because we, we were, were that, really bad at the trivia. We were that edgy kid at like the slumber party who like, you know, it's truth or dare. What do you want to do? You want to do a challenge or you want to you want to mm-hmm. answer a question? And we just looked him right in the eye and we were like, dare. Challenge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every, Every time. time. Every single time. In fact, we struggled mightily on the final space. Uh, spoiler alert, Jeff ended up winning, but it was only after he had guessed Edward, you know, seven times for the trivia question. <laughs> and he, he finally got Throw fortunate enough. enough. Yeah, he finally got fortunate enough to... I have a question where Edward was the correct answer. Um, and, and, and that was one of the problems for me as a non-Twilight fan with this game is none of the question, trivia questions were multiple choice. They were basically, here's a trivia question, give me the exact right answer verbatim. And none of us could ever, ever, ever do that. Like, seriously, we got a total, between the three of us, one trivia question right, right. the entire game. And, and it was, was a multiple for, choice, for right? <laughs> none oh, yeah. of them were multiple choice, no. You have a you have a big stack of those, Gary. Why don't you fire some of the unasked ones to uh, me and Jeff right now? And sure, we'll sure, it, absolutely. A little bit of an example uh, of what our gameplay was like. <laughs> all right, uh, Thomas, I'll ask you. All what right. is Emmett's birthday gift to Bella? Uh, I don't know, a flower. Close. It was a car stereo. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who gives a car stereo as a gift? That's a pretty great gift. I that will is say, a pretty though. awesome gift. Remember, this is like 2008, 2009, back when, you know, you'd, you'd go to Best Buy and buy a nice sound system for your car so you could yeah, but your iPod. That's a you, pretty you crazy bought a 98 gift. Honda Civic like me, and then you're just like, I'm going to put a CD <laughs> player put a in, a in system it. Because this thing's just 8-track. <laughs> All right, Jeff. When did Edward first consider provoking the Volturi into killing him? Immediately. Uh, incorrect. <laughs> The correct answer is when he thought James might have killed Bella. Oh my God! What a freaking <laughs> oh specific question. It's very, very specific. Good so, anyways, Lord. as you can tell, the trivia questions are very specific throughout. We struggled mightily. Um, the challenges were a little bit easier. In fact, I would argue not challenges. Uh, let me give you some examples of those. Right. Bella's risky behavior forces Charlie to ground her. Each player secretly chooses which punishment was the worst. No TV, no going outside to play, or no allowance. So everybody will write down their answer, and then you all reveal simultaneously. And if you voted with the majority, you win. That's it. Now, here's the question. Does everyone win a card, or just the person person that's turned it? Correct. The person whose turn it is. So... I would argue that, you know, once you get into your advanced metagaming, you're going to be trying to throw it and say, well, obviously the worst thing is uh, not being able to go outside and play for, you know, your gamer <laughs> friends or, or your friends that need the allowance. Uh, but yeah, so the challenges are just like, it's it's essentially... Vo- to choose them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. it's essentially choosing uh, what the majority will pick. There are a couple of dice-based challenges where it's like uh, you're cornered by... Uh, Dave and roll a die. <laughs> not Dave. Oh, not die. Dave, Garrett. Dave is cornering me. Roll a die if it's five I'm or screwed. if it's a five or a Dave. six, you're able to slide between his legs and escape. <laughs> Ooh, Dave. What I what I love about what you were saying earlier about the metagaming aspect of it is for us it quickly became like <laughs> all right, here's what the answer is. Garrett's not going to put that answer. What answer is Garrett going to pick to try and throw me off? And does he know that he's that I know he's trying to throw me off? And so maybe I'll so pick, I that, pick answer, that answer. But then Garrett might actually pick the real answer because he knows I'm going to try to pick the wrong answer. And then right. and all of a sudden you're playing Secret Hitler. Then it's, <laughs> then it's a shot in the dark. Yeah, exactly. That's a social deduction game. You're right. That, oh, yeah. they, did, they did well. I'm, I'm going to have to reevaluate my score here. High mechanics here. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I have another challenge here. 
Mm-hmm. Bella engages in risky behavior in order to, and they put quotes on the card here, see, end quote, Edward again. Sex. Each player secretly chooses which player is the most daring. So you get to, you get a nice little voting mechanic, and uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot of fun. You, could just, you learn more about your friends. Which one of us would have a child out of wedlock? <laughs> <laughs> That's what that question says to me. What would your best friend do in a situation in which he had to kill either his mother or his father? <laughs> kill them both. Next. Step up, Cardinal Games. Get Let us write the cards. Well, such a strange. They need to be more edgy. Are there any hiccups that you guys uh, kind of observed while playing the game? We got to talk about, you know, just the sheer amount of trivia. Like, if, if you're not... We'll go ahead and let you know. If you're not a Twilight fan, this game certainly <laughs> has its It's going to be near impossible. Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> We should have known that getting into it, but I don't know. There are other board games that are based off of movies and licensed properties that are certainly playable for any amount of people uh, who have never been familiar with the original piece. Right. I think it's fine. I mean, I think they basically took Trivial Pursuit's concept and just pasted it onto this with some minor changes. One thing I do like that they did is that they took out, as we mentioned earlier, the dice-based purgatory, um, Mm -hmm. which can shorten the game up quite substantially because you're not just stuck there on your turn waiting right. for an exact role. So, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's not a lot of places to go wrong here. I'd say if anything, it's like, like we mentioned earlier, it's possible if you get somebody who's a little more sly, they're going to start gaming the system and, yeah. and voting, voting. But even then it's pretty shallow. To stop them. Like, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. The mechanics are just super shallow. I mean, it's a trivia based game and you move to, to enable you to, to answer those questions. And the only thing that you can really do strategy wise is what Garrett said is try to vote, try to throw people off your voting scent. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's basically it. I mean, you don't really, I wouldn't even say you compete against other people. It's like kind of a race, if you will, but there's nothing you can do to affect other players. So right. mm-hmm. we're, we're looking at a really milk toast trivia game with a couple <laughs> of challenges scattered in. It's nothing truly challenges. impressive, like challenges and big scare quotes there. <laughs> we got to sort of talk about, uh, you know, how this game is mostly just trivia with a couple of challenges scattered in, but how's the art for this game, Garrett? I mean, there are some games that just have beautiful art, beautiful art. That's, you know, nice enough to frame. What are we looking at here? That's true. Uh, so I'm going to give everybody a nice little tutorial here and you can recreate this art yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, so everybody basically you can pull these cards up online, um, write down the challenges on a, on a nice index card, um, then pop in the DVD of the new moon movie. And then just every time you see a still that you like, just screen cap it and then print that out (laughs) and then just plaster that right on top of your index card. And you essentially have every single piece of art anywhere they could have put a piece of art on this game. It's Mm -hmm. a screen capture from the movie. Um, The only exception to that is the board game box art and the back of the cards. That's not a screen capture. No, no. That is the movie poster. Oh, perfect. Yeah. yeah they did a really right. good job reusing yeah. their assets there. <laughs> the marketing team spent so much money and collateral writing that one little line about choose your side. Oh, yeah. That took us weeks. It took us millions of dollars <laughs> to figure out. So they had to save money on, uh, on, on artwork. And all they did was they just reused all the stuff that they already had. Great. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Screen caps abound. So if you like the, if you like the imagery and the cinematography, as you pointed out, earlier of twilight you're gonna love the artwork in this game because it is the same we have any sort of online presence any any reviews of anyone who's gotten their hands on this game before us and uh what we sure do we sure do and i and i think one of you know the quintessential source uh for board gamers 
is mm-hmm. of course board game geek. I, I like to look a little bit outside of that. You know, where, where are the Twilight fans gathering? The people that are going to be buying this game and I'm mm-hmm. loving this game. <laughs> so I'm here at twilightguide.com and they have a page for the new moon board game. And I'll just read some of the what of the rabid fans have. This have. is a fan this is a Twilight fan board mm-hmm. posting yes. about the announcement. Of the game. Might um, be insane this person. So I'll just read a few of these. Uh, they're pretty quick. Um Let's see. I love you, Jacob. You to bomb into movie. I don't care about the board game. Well, I do, but still. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> Great review. Riveting. That was so, so we got context he's talking about the board game. He's, he tells him, "I don't care." Ten. He uh, loved. He loved the reused assets. Yeah. That, that guy. was that was Skyla, and and actually in Skyla's comments, um, somebody with username Jacob replied, "Ow." I care it believe I have fans. Do you think I look better with my hair short or long? Why? Why are there not role players in all review sites? That's a great question. That's a great Why? question. We Board Game the... Geek, we need you got you gotta step it up. You guys are gonna have to start leaving starred reviews this, this, in uh, character. This is great because this sparks a bunch of comments. We got Chloe here saying, Well, I think you look better with short hair. Well, you said that <laughs> oh having long hair annoyed you because it got in your way. XXX. PS, you are so cool in New Moon. I could have died. <laughs> XXXXXXX. And then I love that people just go I, with it. I just love yeah, that you're the Edward comment now. section you're, you're on Jacob. like for the board game just because became like fanfic like it just became like people yeah. just like drooling over all the characters and then like just evolving <laughs> into what could be like erotica really quickly <laughs> well it's funny you say that edward <laughs> edward uh screen name edward jumps in here i think short dude you look hot like that don't you think and p.s last night was <laughs> awesome i like the way you gave it up you know i'm gonna have to cut it off there just to keep this <laughs> PG. This, this podcast PG, unfortunately, uh, yeah. but it gets a little hot and heavy there with the role players. So, needless to say, it's almost as if everyone on this board is not talking about the game whatsoever. They're talking about the movie or the characters. Or... So, some stellar reviews there, but yeah. <laughs> very it, it thinks... highly critical, very mm-hmm. you know well acclaimed people. The critics <laughs> know exactly what they're talking about. That's right. They're they're digging into the important stuff. Not they're not just looking at the you know the cover or the art they're they're, mm-hmm. they're really getting into it what makes this game tick so the the people who they are the target audience for this game and what's interesting is even the target audience doesn't necessarily care about how the game is played they care about it because <laughs> of the intellectual property whereas mm-hmm. if you go to a, a site like board game geek here's here's some reviews this is by uh this is rodego this was published this comment was published in july 2011 he gave it a two he said Someone gave this to my wife and I as a joke, but I am willing to play pretty much any game once, and that was enough to know that I will never play this game again. In fairness, I'm probably not the target audience for this game. <laughs> and then you have another guy, his name's Gogtad. He gave it a two as well. It, his only comments accompanying this review are dot, 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 the wife. <laughs> <laughs> she did this. She did this, she, to, did me? this to me. She did this to me. Um, there's another comment. There's another review on Board Game Geek, and it's like actually really extensive and really well put together. Um, mm-hmm. I think this guy's just a glutton for punishment. I, he was an English teacher. Uh, his students gave it to him, gave the gift to him as a gag, um, and then he actually played it with him to kind of you know glutton, you know misery loves company sort of thing. He oh, starts course. out by kind of feigning that the game was great, but at some point he says, okay, I'm sorry, I just don't have the energy to keep this satire up. The game is obviously, from a design and play standpoint, just terrible and pointless and inane. 
Um, and then he said, so let me get serious for a moment. And then he goes in and jumps into like, he talks about how mass media is affecting people and just goes on this tirade because <laughs> of this game. Criticism. Yeah. It's, it's like, it, it, he, he took it a bit much. He used it as a platform, but yeah, it, it, it it's, it's, he wrote like a two or three pages long review on this. So I think he was, he was asking how for you're, it. How you're trying to fit in and, and not be original or, yeah, I think for all. yourself yeah. or anything like that. You know, what's interesting is there's like no overlap of uh, people who use board game geek, which is the premier board game <laughs> review site and twilight fans. Cause this game doesn't have a single 10, but it has uh, quite a few, a nice healthy amount of uh, ones and twos and threes associated with it. Uh, <laughs> That's too bad. So, so I think we should go ahead and uh, give our own score here. We should start uh you know, applying a sort of a, a rough draft game score sheet that uh, we're going to keep track of throughout this little series that we have going on here of this uh, of roll and move. And so I think this is the first one that we can do that will really uh, that'll set the pace for right. our future games. Does anyone want to start it off with their rating for this game? Uh, I'll go ahead and jump in here. So basically, I think they ripped off Trivial Pursuit, which, you know, is a game. I can't. It's a game. <laughs> it exists. <laughs> Not a good game, but it, it's there. Yeah, it's a game. I there there's some gaming mechanics and you know decisions you have to make here. Um, if you want to go a certain route, if you want to try and metagame it, um, but overall, it's this is very very shallow. And if you don't know the trivia, you're out of luck. Um, I can't necessarily count off for that because obviously this is targeted at Twilight fans and you know they we're not that what will probably yeah we're not that so i can't judge it based on that standpoint necessarily but as a game i certainly can say that there's not a lot of depth here you know if i were a twilight fan um just being able to choose i, I don't like that i basically am told what to do um and then you know i have trivia questions and essentially i don't really have very many opportunities to stop my opponents uh where i will give it points though is this is one of the first Legacy games, gentlemen. I don't know if you knew this. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> Garrett. Uh, let what me you, just flip, flip, flip. Let me just flip to the back page of this rule book here. Optional rules for playing with Twilight the game, which is you know the first movie's board game. You can attach New Moon the game to your copy of Twilight the game. To do so, set the boards up side by side and keep <laughs> the cards separate. When you land on scene eight, the prom of twilight the game instead of winning the game immediately move your crest to the start space of your choice oh my God. on the new moon board what do you guys think about that see it's pretty innovative that's that's not innovative at all i wouldn't call it a legacy game you don't it's you don't definitely want to a game oh well, absolutely you do you're what you're, stays uh, the same what you're stays collecting the same scenes? in regards to same like one, one you, thing you keep next. the same piece from board to board um and <laughs> good god no it's just sequential gaming it's not um, legacy bay <laughs> if, uh, if i swap one of those games for like chess would you call it a legacy game then because i played it, one after another side by side yeah and you, you, we're gonna play this to... game first then would we're gonna you, play chess well, well my question for you on that is would you use the the piece that you take over from the twilight game what what piece would you use that for that as on the chessboard would that be your king your queen I wouldn't. I wouldn't be king because the, you're trying Edward to protect the king, king, and the king is <laughs> the king is something uh, that you don't you don't sacrifice it. Yeah, whatever. I'm not. I'm not a chess connoisseur. I'm not very good at chess. Uh, but whatever piece you're trying to sacrifice, I'd make it that piece. That's the pawn. That's the pawn usually. Uh, in all seriousness, yes. I one of the and one of my biggest complaints with this game, if it's trying to reenact the movie, I do not understand why you can just 
jump from scene to scene. And then not only that, why they're called scenes to begin with, because you just draw a card from this huge community deck and you answer a trivia question. So you could be in scene seven, for example, and answer a trivia question about the beginning of the game. It, it, there's just no, no correlation with that. I just yeah. don't get the theming around that. I'm going to give this game a 2.5 out of 10. Yikes. Well, for me, I, I guess I can go next. I, I actually think that there is a lot of missed opportunity in regards to make the board game accessible to those outside the target audience. Um, you know, you take a look at a game like Game of Thrones, uh, or you take a look at a board game like Firefly. Just because you have intellectual property and you are restricted to, you know, the gameplay and the mechanics uh, that is based around a movie that you've been assigned to create a board game about, you know, if you're a company like Cardinal, does not mean that the game has to be restricted in its gameplay. There are a lot of creative ways that you could have explored, I think, the Twilight universe in ways that would have appealed to non-fans and that would have been inclusive to non-fans. I think that's sort of my main critique with it is, you know, the, th the thematic stuff that they tried to put in there, choosing your side, vampire, werewolf, it didn't matter. I've never been a so doctor, but I love Pandemic. It didn't matter. Yeah, it was a lot of missed opportunities. <laughs> it's not a fun game. Uh, there's better trivia games to play. There's probably even better Twilight games that you can play other than this. Ooh, one. It's, Ooh man, I don't know. Yeah, well. We'll see about that. I'm, it's never stopped me from saying something before, even if I'm St wrong. Stay tuned for a future episode. Uh, I'm going to give this one a three. Yeah, so I think you guys said a lot of the things that I wanted to say. So I'll just kind of re rehash or rehighlight a lot of the things. And it's a, just a trivia game. You're answering a lot of questions. We're not Twilight people, so you know I can't knock it for that. Um, there's no really redeeming quality in the art uh, or the board or the strategy because um, there's none of that. It's just not much depth there. Um what what drew me in at first was the you know the the very strict choice you had to make in the beginning of picking a werewolf or <laughs> a vampire but obviously that wasn't very impactful um at all um I, I i chuckle that you said that it's a legacy game and you can play it alongside other games I'm, <laughs> i i chuckle at that a lot i'm not gonna fault this game for that because i'm gonna try to review this game in its own but yeah like i, I just i feel like you know you're absolutely right there are other trivia games that that uh, are better there are other games in general that um, bring in people that aren't part of that target demographic and opens up the, you know, lowers a barrier of entry to play. Um, and mm -hmm. this, the barrier of entry for this game was extremely high. You have to be a very, mm -hmm. very good um, Twilight expert to understand or, or to be able to be competitive <laughs> at this game. And in that case, why not just go to Sporkle or go to some other, <laughs> you know, quiz website that you could just, uh, you know, just answer questions all day long and get your fancy mm -hmm. there. Um, yeah, I'm going to give it a three. Um, I, I don't, I don't, there's not much I can, there's not much more I'd, I'd like to say you guys as I think covered it all. Well, that puts our rough draft boys average at a 2.83. We are slightly ever so slightly higher than the board game geek average of 2.8, but we are pretty much on the nose there. We're pretty much in step with what everybody else thinks. Well, and you know, that's the way to live your life, you know, that's just right. stay close right. to the, uh, to the norm that, and never go for the outlier. Just follow in. <laughs> that's, that was the challenge we had. Uh, amongst ourselves, we we needed to get as close to board game geek and match them as possible. So mission accomplished. Score that boys. scene card. We collect scene four. All I don't imagine that we're going to be doing that all the time in uh, future episodes. You never know. <laughs> um, and and speaking of those future episodes, I want to remind people who listen to uh, this episode that as more episodes come out, if you're the kind of person who jumps in at the very first episode, you don't got to do that. Find a board game on our list of episodes that looks like it might be uh, appealing awful. to you, and you can yeah. Like, looks, <laughs> looks awful interesting, if you want to say that. <laughs> 
but you can jump in anywhere. Just pick your uh, pick your game and jump right in, and uh, you can join us on the more recent episodes, or you can join us on uh, right here at the beginning. Anyways, guys, thank you for joining us on the pilot episode of Roll and Move. If you want to reach out to us on social media or Twitter, you can do so by hitting us up, sliding into our DMs, or you can just lambast us publicly at Rough Draft Games on Twitter. And if you are Edward or Jacob or Skyla from twilightguide.com, send us an email. We'd love to interview on the podcast uh, at roughdraftgames at gmail.com. Would you love to interview them? In character. In character. <laughs> and for those of you that love fan fiction, we have a series called Thematic uh, up on our roughdraftgames.com uh, website where we kind of go into other games that we love and talk about uh, food and music and, and different feelings that the game might evoke um, to, to completely enhance your experience. So check that out amongst the other projects that we're working on, including our board game All Rise. Come by, drop us a line, and visit us. And lastly, it would be so wrong of us if we didn't. Cardinal sin. Cardinal, it, ooh, very nice. Ooh. It would be a cardinal sin if we did not ask you to rate us, uh, please, five stars on iTunes. It helps other people find the show. It, uh, it, it really helps with their algorithms or whatever they're cooking up over there. I don't know how they do it. I just hear the stars help. So we need more stars in our life. But until next time, we'll see you next week. Jacob, love me. Bye.